This episode of the FS Podcast is brought to you by CBS All Access. Looking for a new streaming service to add so you can watch more stuff? Check out CBS All Access. Hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS and you can get a free one-week trial to CBS All Access and check out things like Star Trek Discovery, Picard, Survivor, um, you know, all the other cool stuff that CBS has to offer. Star Trek Discovery, I said that already. You should really watch that. Um, yeah, so hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS to learn more. Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is episode 237, The Old Guard, The Snyder Cut, and a Batwoman exit. Uh, oh, Daryl, Oh, my, indeed. Daryl's with me. I didn't want to do another oh, my, because we did an oh, my, what, bop, 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 oh, my, like two weeks ago. But Daryl's with me again this week, as always, and we're going to get right into it. Daryl, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. It's Friday, Junior, so, I mean, doesn't so, really matter with well, the quarantine. We're, but. we're recording this on, on the 21st, which is uh, yeah. t- it's notable for two reasons. One, it's my 15th anniversary with my wife. Um, so I have survived a decade and a half without her murdering me in my sleep. So, but are you, or are you a host? Uh, hmm. I don't know. So I've never asked the right question. Uh, and then the more important thing than my anniversary is it is the 40th anniversary of the empire strikes back today. Really? really? I did not know that. How did yeah. I not know that? I don't know. First movie I ever saw in the theater, empire strikes back. I was three years old. Yep. Same here. Anyway. Oh, well, First two, one I sort of I remember. Yeah, I should say. Well, the first one I remember, remember is Return of the Jedi in '83. But like, I definitely like have solid memories of being terrified when Han cuts the Tauntaun open uh, to keep lukewarm. <laughs> so, Was yeah. So <laughs> I just remember. So did you go to the Springdale movie theater? Uh, no, it was. Uh, I think the one in Lebanon. It was one of the few good things my dad ever did for me. Oh, okay. So we went to, I still remember kind of like the crowds at the, and I think I'm pretty sure it was Empire. It might've been Return of the Jedi, but I'm pretty sure it was Empire. Yeah. Uh, I just, now Jedi was definitely in Springdale. So yeah, I don't remember the movie itself, but I just remember seeing, remember walking out with the crowds cause it was, mm-hmm. it was packed. So yeah. Cause we are, uh, we're a couple days apart in December and we're both negative about what eight months for or uh, no no negative six months seven months for yeah. uh for star wars so you yeah. know it came out yeah, right before we were born so oh well <laughs> anyway uh so this week we don't have like kind of a main topic because a shit ton of news has come out um it seems like an inordinate amount of news has, has like kind of popped up over the last seven days since we've recorded and we pared it down to just a few really interesting tidbits that we felt like talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It was kind of interesting this last week and a half, just how much stuff has come out. It's cause everything's reopening. People are going like, you know, non-essential people, I guess are going back to work and, that's the media (laughs) so (laughs) anyway all right so kicking it off you brought this to my attention uh i'm really mad that i missed the whole like comic book that this is based on because it's my favorite comic book writer greg rucka um 
It's the trailer for The Old Guard, which is a Netflix original film coming out um, in July. July 10th, I believe. Yep. And I loved the trailer. I thought the trailer was freaking awesome. Um, Charlize is so sexy with the shortcut dark hair. Yeah, just too bad her Eon Flux wasn't as good of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but. But she's she's got that same look. Right. And I will, and she evidently tore a tendon film in this movie oh, really? at like three or four weeks with three or four weeks of filming left. Oh. And she's talking about, how she just had to suck it up uh, and had surge, several, had to have several surgeries afterwards, but so she is a 100% baller just hands down. Yeah. It's the type of movie that just signs me up. It's dealing with the mortals. Mm-hmm. It's dealing with action fighting mercenaries. Right. And uh, she would tell edgy of fours in it. So it's your, uh, he's your spirit animal. Yeah, maybe uh, I don't, I don't, so I don't it, know. And <laughs> so I didn't. It's not that I didn't like the trailer. Yeah, uh, it, it's one of those things that even if the trailer was bad, I'm sold on this. Yeah, anyway. so type of movie I'm sold on, and the trailer was pretty good. It was, yeah, it was deep. Well, you you have you had a little more expectation for it than I did. I you were like, hey, tomorrow this trailer drops, watch it, and I'm like, all yeah, right, that's true. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> and I like I'm like you. I'm a sucker for anything with immortals. Uh, I like the whole idea that they're just mercenary soldiers throughout time. There's this really mm-hmm. great scene where uh, she sees someone snap a picture with her in the background and she's like, Oh, yes. Hey, let me get your guy's picture. Cause they're trying to do a selfie and she goes in and she deletes her picture. I don't think she even took the picture of them. I think that she just awesome. deleted the picture with her in it. And I was like, nice. <laughs> so, um, it looks really good. I, I, I'm really, I'm really kind of excited about this for, for another reason is the Netflix I mean we talked about this last week with um when we were talking about upload um the Netflix movies for the longest time were like really really weak and yeah you know we we went through a plethora of them like a couple weeks ago talking about when we were talking about extinction how they've gotten better or extraction how they've gotten better and and this I mean at least looks like it's going to be really good yeah I mean there there's a lot of movies on there that I've watched that have been decent uh like Arc um, again. Now speaking of, uh, we didn't even bring that up last week with the All ML show. Well, Robbie ML was in that in t- 2016. Uh, there were Spectral was another sci-fi yep. one. That oh, I Spectral was liked. really good. So yeah, I actually like that. Uh, Closer. I think I told you about that with Numi. I always forget how to pronounce her name. R- Rapace, Rapace, so just Numi. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Extraction, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of. I mean, a the lot of sitter, junk in between those. The sitter was really good, but yeah, I mean, they definitely have junk. Don't get me wrong. Like, but like, but you know, the your uh, always be my maybe was a really funny comedy, and like, it seems like for for like what they were doing is they were going after that like that rom com audience, and right. now it looks like they've decided like, hey, we're gonna go for this action audience as well. Yes. Like, we're gonna we're gonna start bringing this in like and you know they had some prestige films that came out last year like the marriage uh marriage story and the irishman which was really not my cup of tea um even that spencer confidential movie wasn't horrible with um mark Wahlberg and mbaku i haven't watched that yet um so do you remember the show spencer for hire yes it's just a remake of that never i didn't even know that i i did not realize it until probably five six of the way through the movie and it, it like hit me um because Mbaku's even... character name in that is hawk who uh you know captain yeah. captain cisco played commander cisco played um, 
<laughs> Avery Johnson. Um, so, or Avery Burks. Avery Johnson played for the Celtics. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, no, I'm really excited. Hey, before we get to the next story, um, I finished everything on Amazon uh, that Vikings. Like, I'm all caught up until season 6.2 comes out. Oh, really? Yeah. I just busted through. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give away any spoilers, but there was an episode in there where, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I've, I was like in near tears the whole episode. And I yeah. think I know, you know, which one I'm oh, talking yeah. about. So that was one of the best, that was one of the better episodes, like of all the Vikings. It was just how it was directed mm-hmm. and put together. Oh yeah. Um, and then of course they'd leave us with that cliffhanger. But. Yeah. There's some really bad episodes in, in these, in season five, the, all of season five, season five, part one and two, and, and part of season six though, where they kind of mess with like time jumps and just like, it's like an acid trip that I did not care for. Um, I definitely stand by the, the pre Ragnar sons being adults vikings is far superior to the, the first half of the run is far superior to the second half of the run mm-hmm. now I, I would agree with that even though I'd, i i really actually have liked these last two yeah. seasons so. there are a couple eh, episodes in there yeah um it just felt it also felt really repetitive but when season six finishes or gets it's finished now i think but whenever it hits amazon we'll watch it and we'll, we'll talk about just kind of that as a whole um all right so the next one i'm just gonna touch on real oh. quick oh sorry yeah you had something no, no, I was going to say, this is a nice lead. We were talking about Netflix action with yeah. uh, The Old Guard. This is a good lead-in for the next thing. So this is a Netflix superhero movie, um, and it's it's called Ball and Chain, and it is uh, it stars uh, The Rock Dwayne Johnson, um, or The Dwayne The Rock Johnson, however you want to call him, Emily Blunt, and it is uh, written by, um, oh crap, what's her name? Emily Gordon from um, Camille Nanjani's girlfriend from The Big Sick. Uh, And it's based on a Scott Lobdell uh, comic, which, you know, I I was not aware of, which, you know, is is not a not a new thing. It's just a four issue. Yeah, it's a it's a 90s comic. Um, So, you know, the 90s was a time where I I did take a little bit of time off from the hobby. But. Yeah, it, it, so it's interesting. They they they're it's re- reuniting the two of them from the Jungle Cruise, which hasn't come out yet. It's coming out at some point, I assume, as uh, most movies will need to. Twenty twenty one, I think they yeah. said June or July of twenty twenty one. So yep. Um. So yeah. So just I, I thought this was just interesting to see that it was the two of them back together. I really like Emily Blunt. I think she's fantastic. Um, yes. <laughs> as in she should and, be and her, her, Sue Storm. And she showed her action prowess in Edge of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, so, so that's um, such an underrated movie. Absolutely, and and she's great. I mean, she's great in everything she's in. But yeah, she is. Um, but yeah, and and so and the Rock is the Rock. I mean, you know what you're getting from him. It's mm-hmm. him playing the character he played in the Squared Circle. Um, just kind of dialed to eleven. So yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see uh, how how this movie turns out, um, especially it being Netflix. I'm trying to see; it doesn't say when it's coming out in this article. Uh, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, it's like you said, I don't even think Gordon has started on it yet. Yeah, uh, I think it's just one of those things that's just hey, we got we signed this deal, so go at it. Yeah, let's I mean, do it. You can start writing it now, but you know it's I'm 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 a guessing. 
this is something we'll see in late next year mm -hmm. or maybe 2022. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, all right. So next up is kind of a big thing. Um, and it is for both of us, really, because he's a favorite of ours. Uh, Raylan Givens. Raylan Timothy Oliphant Givens is uh, joining the Mandalorian in season two. And I know. Did you read the Aftermath books? No, I did not. Okay. I so, think I no, I take that back. I think I read one. Okay. One of them. So the first one is good. The second one is garbage. The third one is better. Like, you know, I actually, you know, I, I like the third one because of the way it ends and the way it kind of sends the people out. You know where they're going to set up the first order. Um, but in that Aftermath series, there is a character named Cobb Vanth who is on Tatooine, is the sheriff of a small homestead area out there, and he runs around in Boba Fett's armor. <laughs> so he went out and he scavenged it from some Jawas. And yeah, so, you know, there, there there's this whole thing where uh, Tamora Morrison is uh, coming back and everyone's like, oh, he's playing Boba Fett. He's playing Boba Fett. Boba Fett's going to be in the series. No, motherfuckers. He's Captain Rex. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, he might play Boba Fett, but he's not going to be really Boba Fett in the armor. And so in the Guns Gunslinger episode, when we get the what everybody assumed was Boba Fett with the spurs and everything, like it's Cobb Vanth. Like if that's who he's yeah. playing and he's running around in that armor in in I IRL, like in the book, um, that I think that's really cool. And I think that's a great role for him. Um, cause yeah. it is very railing givens. It's very much that like, like the character, uh, he played in, 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 um, Deadwood and yeah, like I'm really, I'm of all the casting announcements they've made. This is the one that has me the most excited because yeah. he doesn't do a ton. He, he's very picky about like what he's in. Um, and he's usually the highlight of whatever it is, even if it's a bad movie, like I am number four. Um, which yeah, is not I a just, bad movie. It's just it's not a great movie. Yeah, I just watched. Uh, he was in. Uh, he had a bit part in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just watched oh, yeah, that yeah, last yeah. night. So, yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love I love Oliphant. Uh, he was the best part of a mediocre at best hitman movie. Uh huh. Um, but like back in the day, and well, uh, yeah, to your point, I think he, he. This is perfect for you know. This is the type of role that. I, I like that like this is news I like we, we we're assuming this is a character I mean mm -hmm. one part of well no I mean screen rant or not I'm sorry slash film um mm -hmm. Peter Peter Cetera from uh slash film has come out and and said this is source his sources have told him this is who he's playing okay so um, what I was gonna say so, is yeah. um one of the things I, I mean I like hearing this stuff like with Michael Bean and I don't think we know what Michael Bean's role is but some of this I want, I kind of want more of the surprises, but it's like, it's just popping up everywhere. Like with him, with Tamura Morrison, mm -hmm. I kind of want like, like for example, I, I want to be surprised I, on the screen, not yeah. in, the, in the media. Is that what you're trying to get to? Yeah. Well, for instance, when Bill Burr was in uh, yeah. episode six, like that was a hilariously good, good surprise. And so I, I guess it's kind of hard, you know, nowadays with the media and every social media and everything just to, keep some start, certain things under wraps um mm. but again it's it's not 
necessarily giving away plot details. Uh, so this is kind of like one of those minor gripes. It's not a big deal. It's just, but I, I do love that he's in this. He's in the Mandalorian world, which, man, this season two, I mean, you think of all the guest stars we have and yeah. then the recurring characters, like speaking of Bill Burr, right. they said his gang was going to be back. Yeah, Gina um, Carano is going to be back. Yeah, uh, Apollo awesome. Creed is going to be back. Yeah, I was about to say Carl Weathers is um, going to be back. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think, I, you know, before everything else kind of dropped, we were going to talk about like just the plethora of casting news that has come out about The Mandalorian. Um mm-hmm. But I think this is interesting, and it's also interesting for the fact that they're tying in the the new uni- the new expanded universe of books. That is, uh, um, that's something that Lucasfilm never really did with the um, you know the original canon is is bringing the things from the books into into the world, um, and we've seen Disney isn't really afraid to to dip into that IP and bring it into into real life with Saul Guerrero having such a huge part in Rogue One with the ghost being seen in Rogue One and again in Rise of Skywalker. You know, it it's 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 making everything count. Um which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing how the live action Star Wars universe, the Disney Plus live action Star Wars universe yep, Disney Plus turns out so yeah, uh, I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, okay. So moving on to the next thing, you brought this up. I really could care less about this story, um, mainly because I think I, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say to say this. <laughs> Rob Liefeld is not the creator of Deadpool. Rob Liefeld is the artist on Deadpool, but he did not come up with the idea for Deadpool. So can we stop? Like it was Fabian who who came up with the idea and, and, you know, a lot of times, like a lot of these artists will be like, will will like hang their hat on, on the, you know, creator vibe for, for some of this stuff. It's like, no, you came up with design, great pouches everywhere and no feet, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't write these stories. And when you did write stories, they weren't very, uh, anyway. So Rob, they were Eiffel, like your feet. Yeah, Rob Liefeld is talking a lot about Deadpool 3 and a lot of things that he doesn't know about. And he keeps talking about how there's no Deadpool 3 on the on the Marvel calendar for the next five years. The Marvel calendar only goes out to 2023 right now. Yeah. Where, I'm like, I... It's this kind of ridiculousness, right? It's like the the only the only thing I agree with what he says in here is they need to just let Ryan Reynolds have a little bit of free reign with this character. But pull it back enough so he doesn't go full Ryan Reynolds and we get Deadpool 2. Yes. And so. that's my and I and I, one of the things I, I thought about is, you know, I, I do want wonder what Disney's plan is cuz it's this is something, this is a property that you know is going to make you some bucks. You're not Disney is not going to abandon it. it it's but it's a billion is. dollar movie, especially yes. coming out from Disney. Because people are going to be like, what are they going to do? What are they going to cut? Am I going to be pissed off coming out of this movie? I kind of want to be pissed off coming out of this movie is how people are going to go in. And this is the thing. I I, I don't mind them taking their time because I don't want Deadpool 2.5. I enjoyed Deadpool 2. I I mean, Josh Brolin, I loved him as Cable. But a lot of jokes cracks were just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was awesome. Uh, That's not a superpower. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. She proved it. (laughs) But. But I don't want them to Brad just Pitt was great rehash. In too. 
who? Brad Pitt was great in Deadpool too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want them to rehash the same old jokes right. over and over and over again. So take a couple, look, I don't care if it's on, when it's on the schedule. And mm-hmm. his remark was like, you know, here's what people don't want to hear, but thank God I'm a realist. Dude, shut yeah. up. Okay. Again, he could be right. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, he could be right just by happenstance. You know yeah. what I mean? In the sense of, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But well, I mean, he even said, he, like, this is one of the quotes. He says, my take on Deadpool 3 is it's not a huge priority. I wouldn't look for it anytime soon. If it was greenlit tomorrow, it's not coming out until I'm a lot older. If it's greenlit tomorrow, it's a two to two and a half year until yeah. that movie comes out. And the last movie that's on the schedule is for November of 2023. So if that like so with Deadpool in particular, I think they go back to the February release like the first one, mm-hmm. and you know you do it you 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 scale back a little bit you go back to that smaller budget you you go with you know you add a couple characters for sure you you get a good director like Tim Miller back in there who can who has a vision can control things and and you know kind of doesn't let Ryan Reynolds go Ryan Reynolds doesn't go full Ryan Reynolds right yeah um right <laughs> and, and yeah I, I think I think the magic of a de- of Deadpool is still there for sure oh absolutely um, I, I just I, I want this guy to stop talking about it like he's he's always it's like people like Rob dude you're a great artist like you know i the, the jokes about the feet aside you're a great artist and you, you did no he is like I would, no no, no you go I, look I at his like hard. young blood stuff and no you know, I, did, I did a I lot would. of his more current stuff he had an awesome okay. run um in marvel doing doing a bunch of stuff not not so long ago and Okay, you know, I, I will say I haven't seen his recent stuff, but I will. I, I had the Young Blood comics and yeah. stuff like that. I will heartily disagree. I'm not saying he's terrible, but he was not a great artist. So, okay, um, you know, he's a very popular artist. How about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and and some and, you of you know, his designs are awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, some of the him, even pouches aside, <laughs> he had some really cool designs. Him and Jim Lee are are you know. The perpetrators <laughs> of of a design style of of, a, of an era in comics that you are instantly going to know what yes. time of the comic is that you that you're watching that you're reading, and that's not a bad thing. And yeah. you know they helped. Kinda, you know he pushed things forward. He really did. Yeah. Like you know a lot of the the gore and violence that came into the New Mutants book um, mm-hmm. that was much more that was much different from the the earlier gore and violence with like you know how new mutants started was interesting. I, I firmly put the whole de- Deadpool and cable thing as the reason cable's actually popular because yeah. cable's right. kind of a dumb character. I said it. Yeah. Um, I'm a stand by it. Prove me wrong. Um, you know, he, he's a pseudo well, terminator yeah. and come on, uh, who cares? Um, wow. Your mom was a clone and your dad left for the real version of her. Um, <laughs> tough break kid tough breaks got summers for life um anyway <laughs> you know so I, I just like when it's when these guys who are not in the in the movie you know are, are, are talking about this stuff and it's like okay like you don't know anymore he doesn't i don't i feel like he doesn't know any more than like you or i know no i and he and again he, he I, I i am going to say he could be right about this just by happenstance it's a 50 50 proposition but it, and again, it's, 
we are talking about it, so... I mean, but we know how greedy Disney money. is. We know what a greedy yeah. organization Disney is. Yeah. Like, if they have a billion dollar, like, essentially a billion dollar ticket sitting in waiting for they're them to go up to off. the go up to the uh, counter and cash it in at the casino, they're going yeah. up and they're cashing that billion dollar ticket and they're like, um, I would like that in non-sequential bills. Um, <laughs> hundreds to fifties, hundreds and fifties are fine. Uh... You can back the truck up to this money pit here. We have a duck who's going to swim through it. And, uh, yeah, cha-ching. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 really, it's really, really quite interesting to, to see, uh, like, just talk about something that we know is, is important to them. Because Iger had said it in the past. And I think Chapek. Did you see what Iger did on his Twitter no. He changed his uh the picture to uh and put Deadpool in it and nice. the um kind of like the collage at the top awesome. after uh Lightfield's after that comments. Came out. Yeah. So like because <laughs> like uh, I don't want to be a show that that talks about like man babies and identity politics and things like that. But no. I, I will say Iger it has stepped up during the COVID crisis to to kind of help out because they were in the midst of a CEO transition with Bob Chapek and Mm -hmm. Chapek definitely wants to bring, you know, quote unquote, bring back some of the fans that, that have left due to some of the things that Marvel movies has done. The star Wars Mm -hmm. movies have done that just kind of, you know, some, some of the people who have been in charge have not put story first. They've put ideology and they've put their, their own agendas in front of everything. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Star Wars always had an ideology. Indiana Jones always had an ideology. Um, Marvel, from the beginning, had an ideology. But you know what it, it, it did before Disney got their hands on all of those things? Is it put the story above all else. Exactly. And that's always that's always my type of concern about stuff. You know, when people talk about, you know, for example, a woman lead. I can name Tomb Raider, uh, Alita. Uh, the movie with uh, Charlize Theron, Atomic Blonde, Atomic the Tomb Blonde, Raiders yeah. with, yeah, the um, Anna, Angelina Tomb Raiders Jolie's with, Tomb Raiders, uh, Jolie's yeah. with Tomb Raiders, the um, like Jennifer Garner's Peppermint or Alias. Yeah. All of these things put story before, yeah. you know, the ideology of a wo- no. I, she, I, I have a, a I have a great example of this for you. The movie Salt. Mm-hmm. The movie Salt was written for Tom Cruise. He dropped out. They put Angelina Jolie in the role. All they did was change the sex of the character and the name, essentially. They changed almost nothing else to the script. That, I didn't know that. That actually is storytelling that works. Yes. Plain and simple. Yep. So, like, I don't care. Like, and we're, we're, you know, I, I, I don't care. Like, the, you know, we'll, we'll, I sent that image to you earlier with uh, Ryan Johnson and, and Carrie Fisher. Um I think I sent it to you. If not, I'll send it to you afterwards. Um, but like the Canto bite thing made no sense to the story. No, it didn't. But if they would have made it important to the story instead of just being like, hey, look, the rich get richer. Great. We know that. And then you beat the dead horse on the ship when, you know, Guillermo del Toro or not Guillermo del Toro, uh, Benicio del Toro is like, hey, guess what? I'm a, I'm a mercenary and I'm I'm getting it from both sides and. You know, BB-8 sold this ship for me, and now it's my ship. Um, so, you know, it, it it has when it has nothing to do with the story 
and I know this is a huge tangent that we're going on and it has nothing to do about Deadpool 3. But, yeah. but, but the thing is, is it kind of does because, you know, uh, Negasonic. Especially the next topic yeah, that we're talking well, about. Except, well, yeah, and we'll get to that for sure. But, like, Negasonic was, you know, made to be a gay character, and they handled it very well. It was it was really funny uh, the way Wade and Kiko, um, you know, had their interactions Hi. in Deadpool 2. Hi, Wade. Hi, Wade. <laughs> Hi, Kiko. Um, and, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, the, it didn't do anything to change how important or how awesome Negasonic Teenage Warhead was in the second movie. Um, that, again, like Deadpool 2 is not the best storytelling, but that, again, the, the character was still motivated by story and not by shoehorning anything else in. So right. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't want to. That's all yeah. we're asking. That's all we're asking. And I don't Make care. Make the story the priority. Yeah, I don't care if it's a, a, a female lead, a male lead, a gay lead, a, a trans lead. You know, um, one of the best shows on television is, um, oh, shoot, it just slipped my mind. Um, the one with Zendaya. On oh, uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Thank you. Euphoria. Oh, my God. Uh, that show is amazing, amazing, yeah. and it's it it shows it is it shows a great swath of rep- representation across the show, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's all about the story of that show, and it's all about Jules' Jules, you know, journey, and and yeah. you know, and Rue and her journey, and yeah, I, I think I think when you look at things like that, it's it makes me really hopeful that that's where we're going with storytelling where it doesn't matter about any of that stuff. But when, when that's the defining trait of what your movie is and and what you're trying to say, then it's not a story anymore. It's just a propaganda piece. Right. And then it doesn't matter which side it falls on when it's stuff like that. um, And, and I'll put like examples with some of the, uh, you know the religious um, some of the religious films they do that where it's like look if you have a good story okay but if you're trying to send the message and the message is first before the story i'm not going to be interested in it right yeah because no, usually right. it's not going to be good and now, a lot of those i think there like, were a bunch of usually not good kirk Cameron movies that came out in the 90s that were that yeah. way right um that yeah. were super it religious was, and it was just propaganda yeah so um, you know, there was a guy back in the day, you know, Hitler used him very well, named Joseph Goebbels, who um, created some of the greatest like filmmaking in of his time. But it was all horrific and horrible propaganda pieces for Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the unfortunate factor that he pushed filmmaking ahead two decades is, you know, overshadowed obviously by by the content of what he put out um (laughs) and and you know just a little bit huh (laughs) well but i mean like that that's the way things are going right now like it's just great you're overshadowing these really cool things that you're doing Mm -hmm. with with your propaganda pieces and you know yeah i want to go to the movies and think and i want to go to the movies and 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 be asked questions and and come out of the movie sometimes confused and and you know have to think about what i thought about it um, yeah. or how I felt again, about it. And again, it doesn't have to be anything I, like that. Me, for example, like, and I'll go with a political perspective, agree with, and from a, like, for example, look at West Wing or look at House of Cards. Those were great stories and 
sure. So what they had politics in it. And again, I'm usually one that I'm not a, but way though did it. I will the West, but, uh, it, it put the story and the characters first. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's just one of those things where, um, yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, so, so probably the, one of the biggest surprises. This was a week. huge surprise. Um, mere, it seemed mere hours after it was announced that it was picked up for a season two. Um, Ruby Rose has dropped out of the CW Batwoman uh, at the end of a truncated first season. Wow. That's wow. And uh, you, did you ever watch any of the episodes, any of this? So I watched the Crisis on Infinite Earth episode. Mm-hmm. That was Batwoman, which was far and away the worst episode of the Crisis. Um, and I went back and I, I tried to watch the pilot and I just couldn't. Okay. So I, I watched, I like her though. I want, I want to preface, yeah. I want to preface what we're going to talk about here. I thought yeah. she was great in orange is the new black. Um, she is hilarious <laughs> in the, in the, in the very small role she has in pitch perfect three. And she is fantastic in John wick too. Yes. Fan. Fantastic. And she doesn't say a word. And this is how good of an actress I, I think this woman is. Is she doesn't have to say a word and you understood everything you needed to know about who she was and like mm-hmm. what her motivations were and what a badass she is. Yeah. So I watched probably the first twelve or thirteen episodes. Um and Well, were you reviewing this one? Yes, I was. Okay. Uh and after the, first of all, the trail this the first trailer for this show was one of the worst trailers I've ever seen for any show in my life. Yeah, it immediately turned me off. It was absolutely horrible. And at first, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to watch this." And then, you know, so I started reviewing it, and I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll review it." Nobody wants to take it, and or somebody wanted to take it, and they couldn't. I can't remember. But the first couple episodes, I said, "Okay, it's not great at all," but the the ideology that I was expecting was not really there at, at that much again. I mean, there was her relationship, but again, you know, Kate Kane is, you know, is, he, uh, as Batwoman, she's yeah. known as lesbian. So, I mean, I don't call that ideology. That's just no. her character. Um, but some of the other stuff I was expecting wasn't there in the first couple episodes mm-hmm. and then it changed and then it got, it, it went the Supergirl route. It just got progressively worse. Um, Ruby Rose was always the best thing in it. Uh, Cameron Johnson, who plays Luke Fox, who's Lucius mm-hmm. Fox's son, he was good. Their chemistry was great as you know as partners. Yeah, I mean, I love their chemistry. They were really good, but some of the side characters were poorly written, Laughable poorly acted. Best, yeah. Doug Ray Scott, like, <sighs> I think he's just collecting a paycheck because he his. I, I've seen him in other stuff. He's not. The, I wouldn't say he's like. DiCaprio great or anything, but he's a serviceable actor. And well, you know, he was supposed to be Wolverine. Yeah. And like, you know, thank goodness for, for John Woo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, I, I think though, I think with this one, this is another one of those shows and, and you know, it, it, it got so much attention for, you know, it being an openly gay 
woman leading the show um and it's they're they're saying it's the first live action uh first scripted live action tv series to feature a lesbian superhero on top of the call sheet great you know there needs to be firsts for everything but then it's also important that the openly gay producers greg berlanti and showrunner caroline dyers like you know like that doesn't matter like yeah i don't care about that like and and you know again i think where you where we talked about that trailer right when when it's like yeah this suit's gonna look great like when it fits a woman it's made for a woman it's like really like really you know like you know that you 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 did you did superman dirty why you got it why you gotta got got batman we're not gonna go with supergirl we're not gonna even talk about supergirl and the whole superman made him a jobber for Mm -hmm. her um jabroni yeah but that that scene in the trailer reminded me of my eye roll scene from Endgame, and we yeah. all know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just but, watched Endgame the other night, and like even Angel stopped and just like, yeah, okay, this is this yeah. is gratuitous. <laughs> so with this, I'm I'm, and and again, I I got two competing. There's a couple articles talking about. There's one, and I was just listening to the video. I don't know where this. I was trying to find the source where it was saying that she was unhappy with you know the production. Well. First and first of all, you know about like when she almost got paralyzed from Yeah, she got hurt. Like legit yeah, like hurt, badly. hurt. Where she had to have yeah. mul- was it multiple surgeries? I know it was at least one. I know it was emergency. Yeah. Uh, cuz she almost got paralyzed from a well, what is it called? One of the wiring acts or wiring yeah. stunt she was doing. And so and so one thought was that and then there was another one that was talking about that she was not uh, the best coworker, which yeah. again I'm not necessarily. I'm not on the set. Rumors. I, I I do want to say something real quick because I know she's gotten mm-hmm. a bunch of backlash. I don't care that she quit. If she doesn't want to do a job, she doesn't have to do right. a job. Because that's and if show. you don't want to be there, yeah, you don't have to be there. And and all I have to do is point back to Thor: The Dark World, and you look at that little brat who didn't want to be on set because they fired Patty Jenkins and she couldn't get out of her contract, and. It, what what should have been a great movie mm-hmm. was a, a a set that was not fun for anybody because Natalie Portman made it not fun for anybody because she made it known that she didn't want to do it. Yeah. Then just walk so, away. <laughs> just walk yeah, away. And, and, and again, this is not – and this is one of the things. People, you, people can do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And – I, yeah, if I love this show, I've been very disappointed. But like when you and again, the funny thing is, when she first got the role, she got ripped on Twitter because quote unquote she wasn't gay enough. See, when um, she, when, when when they announced it was her, I was like, oh, this is great casting. Like, me too. she's I, a really good actor. She's got this great physicality to her. Um, yes, I will say, I think part of the issue I had with with a little bit of the show I watched is when they did like fight sequences with her. The fight was, sequences weren't. It was so up close. You didn't get to see like her or her dark. stunt woman or, yes. or whoever doing any of the 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 actual fight choreography. It was like watching, and and you know, I'm I'm a I'm a strong dissonant of the Nolan Batman films, but it was like watching the fight sequences yeah. in the Nolan Batman films. Yeah, it, it's yeah. This, oh, absolutely. It's this horribly frenetic non organic fighting style that makes zero sense and either one of these bat characters would have been killed almost instantly yeah (laughs) like the way they fought yeah you put the fight sequences of of the nolan batman against something like the captain america movies and it's not even 
not even close. Like you just pick your your favorite fight from the from any of the three Nolan Batman movies and put it up against Bucky and Cap fighting in the street in Washington D.C. the first time yeah. you meet. Yeah, absolutely. Or not the well, it's not the first time they meet, but like, you know, the where they're the first head on. Yeah, where he figures out like who it is, where it's revealed who the Winter Soldier is, and uh, yeah, it, it it's like you just can't. And I understand that the this is a movie versus television, but and, like and, and television, yeah, like Green uh, Arrow had some of the same issues, and not necessarily in the. The choreography for Arrow was much better. Don't get me wrong. But like but, Daredevil, Daredevil didn't have any issues. Yeah. Jessica Jones certainly didn't have any issues. No. Um, even you know, and I I hate to to heap praise because I know people get mad at me, but even Iron Fist didn't have these issues. Well, season two didn't. Like season, season one, one didn't have the the the. No, season up close. one Iron Man Just, season one fights were atrocious. Was well, because he couldn't do he couldn't well, do I'm, martial again, arts. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That was on him and the stunt coordinators. Now, well, he was the wrong. Filming, this, is, this is another example where he was the wrong actor for a part. Yeah. Plain and simple. Now, so, and I think what you're saying about Batwoman, as far as the lighting goes, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. They didn't have those problems where you couldn't tell what was going on. Right. Like that. It was ter- like that. Batwoman. Well, the whole Bat verse. It seems like. Yeah. Because uh, Arrow, again, Arrow didn't have those issues. I mean, they had some. There were stiffness in some of the fights. Mm-hmm. That, and that, I guess that's what I'm talking about. But from a visual standpoint of actually seeing what the hell's going on, uh, it's like Batwoman was pretty bad at that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very bad. Like, I mean, I can get that as like like the Flash having those kind of fights where it's real frenetic and up close because Barry's fighting at super speed. Um, right. You know, Stephen Amell turned himself into Green Arrow. Essentially, oh, yeah. You know? Like and, the stuff he did to do, like to get hit to, for his role, is not. It's nothing short. Yeah, you have to commend all, like the sweat and blood that he put into his role. Yeah, and I the, and, and I don't know. I don't know what Ruby Rose put into this role. You know, I right. don't. But all I do know is she's a very good actress. Um, mm-hmm. she's got a very long career ahead of her if she wants it. And for people who are getting mad at her for walking away from this, why? Yeah. You know, it, it's, why? Yeah. What? What effect does it have on your life, to be honest? Again, and again, there's one thing you can say, hey, I'm disappointed that she walked away, and then leave it at that. Yeah. That's, I, all, you, that's I, all you say. I, here's here's the thing. The only way I would be disappointed is if she walked away and they said, you know what, okay, we're going to cancel this show now. And she cost, you know, a couple hundred people their jobs. But they're not. Mm-hmm. They've, they've come out and they said, we're going to recast this role. We're going right. to have a different Which, person coming in and playing Kate Kane. We don't know who it is yet, but – you know the CW shows aren't coming back until January, the late January anyway. They have Except plenty of Supernatural, time. I think. Yeah. Uh, Supernatural's coming back in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, the uh, superhero, yeah, to, the 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 Berlantiverse like shows. Yeah. Well, Star Girl's going on now, which again I watched oh, the first yeah. like part of the first episode. Is that on CW or is that on the it's, DC? It's on both. Did you restart so that yet? I'm actually thinking about it now because uh, just for like some other stuff. Well, I feel like it's only fair since I'm shouldering the burden for (laughs) ages. So So evidently the DC universe version of uh, star girl has like four or five minute longer episodes. Oh, I imagine it's a cut, you know? Yeah. So So. that's pretty cool. And from what I saw, it wasn't too bad, but I really like the look of star girl in in what we've seen. Cause like in Smallville, her, her she had like a 12 head 
on that mask, like the mask went too far up her head, so it looked weird. She kind of looked like <laughs> it kind of looked like Chunk from the or not Chunk. It looked like Sloth from the Goonies. Um, and you know the the other version of Star Girl that we've seen um, on Legends here and there. Well, it's the same girl. Never mind. Um, yeah. That my weird thing is the Doctor Midnight being a short black girl now. Um, I hope they explain that. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> but yeah, one like just back to Batwoman real yeah. quick. I'm actually based on the ratings. I, I mean, the ratings have been going downhill like since like all season long. So the fact that they are getting another season, and again, I know the CW kind of, you know, the ratings aren't ne- like aren't nearly as looked at in the same way as something on one of the normal stations. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, again, she was the best part of the series and like the show's writing was the biggest problem for me. Yeah. It it just like, sometimes it it was just like, I was scratching my head and and wondering if they were really actually trying, Mm -hmm. like it it sounded more like fanfic a lot of times than anything else. Yeah. Although I guess with, you know, when you do a 50 shades that was, is basically fanfic and make all that money but whatever <laughs> so but yeah you're right she's gonna she's gonna land on her feet if, if she so chooses um i i really like her i like her energy you know just like the mm-hmm. horror she aura she has about her mm-hmm. uh so I, I i i look forward to whatever she she does next yeah yeah i like i said like i think she's a good actress and and i want to see her do more i what little bit and like so i mean that's why i'm not really talking a whole lot about the show it's just a little bit i saw like i felt was lacking um, oh, absolutely! You're you know, absolutely right. It's not like like let's go with another show on the CW has a female lead, The Hundred. The Hundred is amazing. Clark is a yeah. great character. Clark is and, an uncompromising character who does and this whatever and what it if needs I, what if, to do. And one one thing I like about Clark is that sometimes I don't like her, and I love yes, that as a character. That's the beauty of because, Clark. Yeah, and there are times where I'm just like I want to strangle her. And then times where I'm just like, I love you, Clark. And so, and that's what I like because that's a three-dimensional character. But right you there. never don't understand her motivation. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's exactly right. And sometimes she's an absolute bonehead for sure. But yeah. you always understand why she's doing what she's doing. And yes. yeah, you can't I don't know. It's just it's so frustrating. I, I think part of this is the whole like I imagine if the hundred was on HBO. what a different show it would be, right? Yeah. People wouldn't be like, we. people will be talking about how The 100 is one of the best science fiction shows of all time. It was on HBO or Cinemax, or not Cinemax, or Showtime, <clears throat> or Stars even. Or stars, um, I'm about to say, yeah. Or even sci-fi, where they could be a little more risque. Um, instead, they it, it, it's saddled with this whole, oh, it's a CW show, it's got that CW vibe, that, that Riverdale in space type thing. Where it's more, I think it's closer to Battlestar Galactica, um, absolutely, than it 100%. is, yeah, Riverdale or, um, The Flash or or, or any of those things. And well, no, hundred percent, it's closer to Battlestar. I mean, than when, any of them. when David and I did a the review leading into season five a couple years ago, like we called it Battlestar Babies, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, because that's what it is. it's like the Muppet Babies version of Battlestar Galactica, and yeah. And it just so happens to take place on a planet for for a good chunk of it, 
But yeah, I'm super stoked for the last season of that. And and that's that's a female lead who who crushes it week in and week out and is mm-hmm. the leader of that show. And yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh any last words on Batwoman? No, like I said, like no. 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 no nothing else about Batwoman. Okay. So our last story of the show. Okay, one thing I want to say oh, about yeah. this, I really wish I had uh thought of this before. But I want to have a soundtrack where it says, you know, the Flash Gordon song, like he saved every one of us. I want to have that playing right now. And then instead of Flash, have Zach come on. Zach? Uh, yeah. I'm just really looking. Okay. So, Savior uh, of the DC Universe, maybe? No, no, no. It's not going to save anything. So, uh, <laughs> Zach Snyder, as I like to call him, um, you know, has. has you know, the, 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 the fine folks at, at Warner Brothers have decided, you know what? There is a Snyder Cut. And you know what? We're going to have $20 million to actually finish the Snyder Cut with, uh, with, actual, with actual effects. Um, you know, after years of denying that there, there was no Snyder Cut. Uh, so it is coming out on HBO Max in 2021. They have not given an actual date yet. I think this is brilliant to get people to go buy HBO Max. Um even if it's just for the month that that comes that this comes out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we maybe people forgot, but we'll set the stage. Uh Zack Snyder had to leave the director's chair of Justice League. Um he and his wife Deborah who was the producer on the movie as well had to leave because their daughter committed suicide, which is awful. And yeah, no terrible. no shame against terrible. them. For stepping away. They needed to do what they needed to do. They needed to take care of themselves. I give Zack Snyder a hard time. I do really like Zack Snyder as a visual storyteller. I think I think he's a fantastic guy. Um and Warner Brothers said, Hey, we can we can go on hold. We can we can we can go on hold and, and you can go work your stuff out and you can come back. And, you know, they said you know, they agreed on having Joss Whedon come in and ruin the movie. And so um, <laughs> I'm really looking to see what a whedon version of this movie looks like. I think feature film is not where Joss Whedon should be, um, especially as we're rewatching Buffy and Angel now, since we've gotten to the point yeah. where Angel started as well. Um, we're just kind of going back and forth. But I, I think that Whedon did not understand these characters. I think he, he tried to put a whole bunch of really weird comedy that didn't need to be was in not, there no, and not necessary. Absolutely. And I, I think, I don't know what he was trying to do. So I'll, I'll just put it, I'll put it like that. I hated Justice League. Hated. Justice I tr- League. I've tried to rewatch it and I can't. I have to. I have to because I, I, I end up buying it. It was like on sale for like seven bucks and I bought it and I like, I can't watch that movie. It's, no. I don't know if you it's saw my, those... my post about this, but I'm wondering what no. fresh hell Zack Snyder is going to give um, instead of Henry Cavill's stash um, being edited out. <laughs> but, yeah. So, this was great news to me. As, again, I know Zack Snyder from a storytelling standpoint, you know, it doesn't always stick the landing. You know, visually, like, he, like with 300, I mean, 300 is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. 
yeah ever oh, yeah. man of steel is one of my favorite comic book movies even though we've discussed this well i've i've issues. i've turned the corner on man of steel like i i'm i've, I I, I've come steel. a little closer to your side of the aisle on man of steel mm-hmm. it is insanely rewatchable but at the same time it's a standalone film and was not the basis or foundation for a dc universe and Martha and Jonathan Kent in this particular universe are literal monsters. They <laughs> and I'm laughing, but it's it's actually like if you, you told me Martha Kent was the bad guy in the Justice League and they all had to stop her, I'd be like, shit, yeah, you got to stop that Martha Kent because she's you don't a goddamn owe this monster. World a thing. Yeah, right. You don't owe this world a thing. What? What? No. When when when, so- when old Kevin Costner there is like, no, you just let him die. You don't save him. You yeah. just let him die. You hide. You know. Yeah. They they can't cut into you, but like you know, you just let him die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just... I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. 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 I'm marginally excited to see what happens here. I did. I did end up watching the uh, extended cut of Batman versus Superman, <laughs> and uh, I can't believe I gave another three hours of my life to that movie. Dude, I now see that's see I, that's where we differ because I actually I don't know like might be a strong word to I use. I tolerated more of the the supercut than I did of yeah. the theatrical cut. But the, comparing the two is it's like non because like, there are so many plot holes in the theatrical cut. Yeah, and you watch the ultimate cut and like okay that makes sense now. I mean again, I think a really good kind of like. similarity to this is the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck Um, the director's cut of that like filled in a bunch of like just holes right Mm -hmm. and it made it a marginally better movie Um, it's still not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination um, but it made it marginally better and more enjoyable and it's something that like I would rewatch now if the ultimate cut had someone else uh, in Jesse Eisenberg's role that would have been a much better movie because so, that was my that's still my biggest issue with that movie is him. I feel like they missed a huge opportunity for what would have been a kick-ass Riddler. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I I, I, it was just the wrong casting choice, and I'm a I'm a Jesse Eisenberg fan. Um, oh yeah, like absolutely. Thirty minutes or less with him and Aziz Ansari is a hilarious movie. The art of self defense is amazing and it is art even, it is yeah, art even him 100 percent. yeah even him and um american ultra he was which is a that. yeah i was gonna get there next like him him and Kristen stewart i love both yes. of them in that movie um yeah. you know so and and social the social network, network is course. one of my favorite movies yeah uh but yeah i i think that that was just the wrong case i do not want to see lex luther in this movie in the snyder cut I know he's in Please, it. Please, no. I know no, he's in it, but no, I don't want to see it. No, um, no, I want the no. black-suited Superman that we were going to get, that that yes. we saw all those pictures of with with, with Henry in the, in the beard. I, I Justice League, the 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 Whedon-ness, the, the, the Whedon cut, if we can call it that, um, made me appreciate Man of Steel and definitely <laughs> made me appreciate Henry Cavill for what he could have been as Superman. Absolutely. Um, um, he was terrifying the thing- in the Whedon cut because of the missing mustache. Um, did you ever watch the show iCarly? The show what? It was called oh, no, iCarly. It was no, on. No. So there was a bit that they would do where the girls would the um, the girl that played Sam would dress up as a cowboy and she had a fake mustache and Carly would be like, "Hey, Mister, you got a squirrel on your face." 
Um, and that's all I can think of when I'm looking at Henry Cavill with the CGI upper lip. It's like, because you know is, there's I a mustache there, and it's like, hey, man, you got a squirrel on your face. So when we went to go see that, uh, I didn't realize that I didn't know about that. And so that first scene, they show a Superman, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with his face? Mm-hmm. And so I had no pre, like, you know. Did he, ha- has he always had a hair lip and they just CGI'd it out? Yeah, I, and I couldn't <laughs> look away. I'm like, what the hell is wrong oh, with Oh, it that? is terrifying. And, and <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know why they didn't just let him grow out the beard because he had to keep the mustache for reshoots for Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, um, right. They should have just had Superman have a beard for the whole, like, movie. See, that would have been pretty cool. It would have been easier to go like back it. in and CGI a beard onto him than it was to take that mustache off. Um, so, yeah. So the op, so the, getting a couple of the, you know, the unknowns about this are well, one of the things that um, Snyder said, it's going to be whole, totally different. And also that they're going to bring the people in for some voice work. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you know, no reshoots or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's been four years almost. Yeah. And the question is, it's going to be, is it going to be a four hour cut versus six episodes? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, I don't know if you knew, uh, what is that called? The Hateful Eight, what they did, they oh. they kind of uh, on Netflix. What they did is they have the ultimate cut version of that, and they split it into four quote unquote chapters. I did not know that, but now I know I'm going yeah. to go watch that at some point here soon. So that I mean that was pretty cool, but I, I would rather I don't know um, how I would either either way I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, I, I, I just would, feel I like would, there was. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. I would like them to just to keep for to keep the flow. Mm-hmm. Just do it as a four-hour cut with the option, or with an option of having. Well, just, here's the beauty of it: know. is it's going to be on a streaming network, right? Right. Just make it four hours. I can pause and go pee whenever I want. Yeah. So plain that, and simple. That, and I, I agree with that. I, I think there was just a lot of really poor casting choices in this, um, as well. Like that, that just kind of kind of doomed it from the beginning. I think Ray Fisher was the wrong person. I think Ezra Miller was the wrong person. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, and, and I know this is on me or on us, you know, how we look at things, mm-hmm. but once seeing, seeing Grant Gustin as a Barry Allen and then coming, seeing Ezra Miller. And I know they're playing different Barry Allens, you know, the crisis, yeah. on, the cri- that was actually one of my favorite parts. Of the it crisis. was funny when he showed up. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was fun. But, and again, I like Ezra Miller as an actor. See, like, I don't, know, he, I don't not at like, all. Like, I, I, I don't mind him as an actor, but I don't know. I don't like him. I don't necessarily like him as Barry Allen. Yeah. I don't like Jason and Momoa necessarily as Aquaman either. See, I even love though, J- Jason Even Moore though I will say Aquaman or uh, what I call Underwater Black Panther was a very funny movie. Yeah. But I don't know See, if that's it was where supposed I, to I be. Love J- I love Jason Momoa's Aquaman. So I don't know. Dude, I, uh, some, Fisher, sometimes I, I like Jason seen, Momoa. Sometimes I don't. But yeah, Ray Fisher. I, I know nothing about outside of this else. of this movie. Yeah. Um, okay. And I I don't understand why they why they well one I never understood why DC kind of graduated Cyclops or yeah Cyborg from uh, the Teen Titans up to the JL, Justice League for for kind of no reason. Uh, mm-hmm. He's never been like a, a real powerhouse. Uh, and like. You know, I loved him with with the Titans. I mean, that's where he is. Yeah, but they they turned him into you know, and again, like I think it was part of them trying to make the comics be a little bit darker. Um, 
with the new 52, a little more violent, uh, kind of like what they were doing with the movie universe. And they turned him into just a big mope, you know, just a big sad sack. And it's like, great. And then they made him half apocalyptic, um, which I, I think works better, like in these animated movies that we get. But yeah, does not work in, in live action. I think him being part mother box was was really dumb. Mother. How many times do they say that in the, in the movie? I just every time they say it, I want to play the dancing mother. <laughs> but I again, I, I think Justice League was a was a dumpster fire of a movie. It's a failure. It's an utter failure. It's There's a, no reason that movie is not one of the five highest grossing films of all time. There's no reason it shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. You have Wonder Woman, you have Superman, you have Batman. That should be enough right there. Yeah. And it reminds me of when I was when we were talking about X-Men the Last Stand. When I went to go to the movies to go see those, both of these movies. Yeah. It was like, "Oh, okay, they're not bad, but they're not great." And then the more I the more I distance myself from that and then rewatching those afterwards, it's like, good God, these movies were awful. I mean, we walked out of the theater for justice league with all of our comic book friends and everyone was like, what did we just watch? Yeah. Like that, this movie is not going to make a dollar. <laughs> it was, you know, like it, 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 the fact that it didn't make a billion dollars is ridiculous. Uh, the fact that Aquaman is the first DC movie to cross that billion dollar mark is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think what I would what what I'm also kind of hoping for is they they fix the DC curse of the third act. Um, <laughs> the first two thirds yeah, of the yeah. first two thirds of Wonder Woman is is a very good action movie. A very very good action movie and and, and enjoyable, right? Everything right. on Themyscira when she first comes to dirty ass London and and you know the the change of of the visuals there is really cool. All the way up through her on the battlefield where they're you know where she's she's clearing out the landmines and and you know making way for everybody to to charge battle of bold style. Um, is very good. But the minute she walks into that castle with that sword in the backless dress and they expect me to like be on board for anything else that happens in this movie. And then it just turns into a, a, a slog fest of really poor CG and, and, and yeah. And, and you have the light from the sky. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I want, I want, if anything, I, I don't know if they're done with this cut or if they're still working on it. Let, let's have a great third act. Let, let I, I'm okay yeah. if it starts poor or has like maybe like wanders around in the middle for a little bit. Um, but but let's end on a high note. Finish strong. Yeah, finish, finish strong. strong. Like Empire Strikes Back, for example. I love it. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. Absolutely, it's my favorite too. But the stuff on Dagobah, uh, there might be about ten minutes too much there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, 100% agree. like maybe we show more of the training montage, <laughs> like yeah. l- less of less of Yoda. Um. <laughs> well, another good movie, another great one of the greatest action movies, Terminator 2, the, you know, the time in the desert, yeah. which again, it slogs, it slogs mm-hmm. a bit there. Um, yeah. But again, those movies, you know, that the climax and the, the you know, they, they, they finish strong. That's all I so, ask, man. Go out on a high yep. note. 
like yep. uh, like that episode of Seinfeld when when George like tells a funny joke and he's like I'm out and he walks out of the room like <laughs> yeah. like that 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 is that is the truth like a, co- a comedian saves their best joke to punch you in the face as they're walking off stage right um you know let's let's just see a little of that that's that's really what I'm hoping for is to see it kind of break that break that curse <laughs> yeah. And just get the taste of Justice League out of my like the taste the taste of that movie is just Well, I yeah. think getting the taste of Martha from Batman versus Superman is, is the really the thing that needs again, I think that was the travesty that that kind of set up that what was already a failed premise. Okay, okay, hold on. Let's so yeah, I'm really rooting for you, Zach. But the decision to go with that Martha scene. I, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what you're thinking or smoking or why. Why'd you say that name? And then I remember John, watching a video with John Campia trying to oh, justify God. it. And I'm like, dude, I'm not buying what you're selling here. You, there's, there's no way you can make that a, a, mm. a cogent argument on why that made sense. Nope. None. None, None. whatsoever. Martha. So I'm really, I'm cautiously optimistic on this. Yeah. Again, I, I was on a message board and they were like, I, the one thing I said is I, I know for a fact, it's going to be better than what we got for justice league. I just know that <laughs> I, I, I don't even have to see it to know that yeah. again, if it's going to be marginally better, a little bit better or a lot better or, you know, who knows, but it could be even worse. That, who knows? But yeah, it's not going to be worse. <laughs> no, I like, like I said before, I I'm just excited to see uh, a version where the, the Joss Whedon nonsense has been pulled out. Yes. I think, uh, 100%. Yeah. And it's not like I'm not a Joss Whedon fan. I just feel like his best days as a storyteller are behind him. Yeah. And, and I think he's, he is what you would call overrated too. Well, his style had a time and place and it was, the that's early, true too. it yeah. was the early two yeah, thousands when you could be quick, yeah. quibby. like we're watching angel. And in the first three episodes, they're like, Oh, that's gay. <laughs> Like it's like you can't say that now. Like it's like it's so funny how like that just really stands out. And like champion of of everything, Joss Whedon was was one of the worst perpetrators of all of that back in the day. Yeah, and again, um, I don't, it's not. I, I don't know. It's like and it, it's like when watching rewatching Avengers again. I love Avengers, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of hiccups in that movie that I don't think because I was so excited when I first saw it, you don't necessarily pick up. Um, yeah. So and and then we had Age of Ultron, which to again, me that was one of those. Age of Ultron is the worst MCU movie. I have Thor: The Dark World with that. Um, See, Thor: The Dark World is an underrated film that people just get angry about because it, it's different. It was it, the first one that was really different. And, and no, I will say it's really different. It is, but I think it's a, it's just not a good movie. It's a ter- one of the worst, if not the worst, MCU villain. Partially because I don't think Eccleston wanted to be there. No, see, this is just another example. That guy took that fucking job for a paycheck, and 
he should have just been like, no, I really don't want to do this. I don't like these kind of movies. You know, right. I'll say this. Idris has been very open about like, I don't want to play in these movies. I don't want to be in these movies. But you know what happens when he's in these movies? He gives it 100% because he's a goddamn yeah. professional. And he is a mm-hmm. he's a magical actor who, if you guys haven't seen The Wire and his character Stringer Bell, you have to I go still watch need to that watch show. that. Um, I've watched episodes here and there, but dude, I the wire the wire is fantastic. Yeah, I've um, heard just nothing but good stuff. But, about but Eccleston did not want to be Doctor Who. He left after a season. Going back to what we were just talking about with Ruby, Ruby Rose, Rose, this is this yeah. is not like this is not new territory where an actor's like, I really don't want to play this part anymore. I'm done after the first season. It was Superboy the the, the Superboy TV show that only went for two I, seasons I back that, in the eighties? Yeah. The first Superboy was like, nah, I don't want to do this. Like this is dumb. Um, you know, they brought a different Superboy in. Yeah, it's 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 it's, you know, but but when when it comes to this kind of stuff, like, again, I'm going to harp Zack Snyder, please, please, please be a slave to the story in this cut. Yeah. You know, I thought like, again, going talking Marvel, I thought Infinity Game was better than uh, Infinity War was better than Endgame. I was about to say, excuse me, because Infinity (laughs) War was all about the story. Of what was happening, oh, absolutely. right? Oh, and- Endgame is a spot fest, to yeah. use a wrestling term. Yeah, a wrestling term. It is a spot fest with with all these just highlight spots that take away from the fact that they really didn't know what they were doing or how they were going to stick that landing. Well, and and, and, and again, that uh, Infinity War didn't have to be a kind of like that capstone to twenty two other movies, but it either. could have been. Like that's the thing. That movie ending with everybody dusting. That could be the end of the of the phase one or two or three, whichever phase oh, they were in at the yeah. time. Like that's the end. They lost. But this I, is I, this is again, what it was, and now they have to go rebuild in the next phase. Um, like I'll, I'll give a great example. Captain Marvel was a huge, just wasted MacGuffin in Endgame, right? Like she really had no rhyme or reason to be there. So did I tell you what I thought was happening when she came into the scene? For I, again, this is my uh, just like hopefulness. Yeah. I was like, maybe this is the Silver Surfer coming. <laughs> that was my thought. They didn't have the rights yet, dude. Yeah, um, I know. But, but like, like that was my thought. Like maybe they worked something under the table, and we just don't know it. Well, like when but, she when she came back and like took out Thanos's ship, right? That yeah. should have been Vision that Suri put back together. Or Shuri put back together, right? But she disappeared, so that could. Well, have no, been but vision. like, yeah. like again, if but you don't have, disappear that character. That route. Like, yeah. you keep that character around. She had five years to rebuild Vision. And, like, then when it comes to it, he's the secret weapon. And he just flies right through that ship. And he's like, I know you don't remember me, but, look, I don't need an Infinity Stone to beat your ass. And him and Scarlet Witch take Thanos out. Yeah. Well, and, again, like, uh, like just I love, absolutely love Endgame for and, – and I looked at those two movies. Like, Infinity War was a better movie. Mm-hmm. Like – and like you said, the like the wrestling comparison of great spots. I mm-hmm. mean, they were just it. It was almost like a highlight video. Yeah, of, I mean, it is, and, and it's fine. And because they went back in time, and you know, the whole time heist thing. Yeah. And admittedly, I'm not a huge fan of time travel. So that right there kind of set me on edge a little. See, bit. I like how they used it though. I was I was fine. This is the thing. I and again, I know we're getting away a little bit away from 
what we were talking about with Zack Snyder. We're, and, we're, we're you know, in rant zone at this point. Yeah, so. Release the Snyder cut. The one thing I, I actually liked about that, and again, I'm a geek at heart mm-hmm. in the sense of geek and nerd, because I actually, you know, read you're a stuff and, Yeah. <laughs> you're a neek. I don't know. That sounds weird. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the way time travel would work, if it, the, the theoretical idea of time travel, it would work exactly like they mentioned it. And that's what I appreciate it mm-hmm. in, in that because it was more, gr- quote unquote, I'm calling time travel more grounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I will say, I did get a, plenty of laughs when they're like, Back to the Future is full of shit. <laughs> yeah. So this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> it's a movie. And no, uh, Die Hard is not a movie about time travel. Yeah, that was funny too. But <laughs> Paul Paul Rudd is a treasure. Um, yeah, he's a yeah he is a treasure. I love Paul Rudd. But but yeah, it's I don't know. Like I, I think DC has always had kind of looping it back up here as we close out. DC has always had trouble sticking the landing. I think the yeah. movie that came closest to it was probably Aquaman. Um, and actually, then, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I actually like Man of Steel ending. I, I well, actually like their third act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Man of Steel third act is interesting too. Um, now I want to watch Aquaman and Man of Steel. So right now. I think Shazam's ending is pretty pretty decent. Yeah, Shazam. Um, we we didn't mention that at all because it doesn't seem like a DC movie just because it was so good all the way through. <laughs> it's not good all the way through. It's another one that well, slogs in the middle as well. Um, but that's just because you have kid actors as the majority yeah. of your cast. Uh, but yeah, it's a totally I, different tone anyway. So. Yeah, that, I look at that as a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I agree. Not, not, I'm not saying that as a as a like knock on it. No, that's not a it's bad just, thing. It's a kids movie. Um, it's just like when I say I say um, Josh Wheat Do- Josh Wheaton is overrated. I don't think he's bad. Don't get me wrong. See, and that's where people conflate the two. Like just because you call something overrated doesn't mean it's it's terrible. Or I mean, horrible or he's overrated. Um, Firefly Firefly fans out there, there's are only four watchable episodes out of thirteen. Plain yeah. and simple, mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quit quit clamoring for a second season of that. We don't need it. No, no, we don't. So Serenity, the the movie was actually the best thing about that. I really like the movie. Which actually. like it is looking more and more like it's uh the exception with Whedon. <laughs> when it comes to movies to movies um and even that was a mess um but it's a good it's like it's an it's a fun mess but it, it's it, it's yeah yeah but he understood those characters intrinsically so that's the main difference there um because they were his yeah good point so anyway all right um before we go i want to give a quick shout out to our our patron julian brown on the infamite status on uh patreon.com slash infamous podcast if you're listening to this point do us a favor go uh go uh pick a tier and subscribe you get uh videos on thursdays or videos you get the the episode on thursdays so prior to the sunday episode and i'm working on some other cool stuff to add to it and you get free stickers right now um so yeah all right any any last words daryl well, I think um, somebody has some last words in the Dude, background. Yeah, she's she's mad about something. Anyway. <laughs> now, but uh, I'm looking again. It's it's a little it's months and months away, but hey, you know, yep. in that time we have a couple. You know, we'll probably talk a little bit more um, 
as things open up about what what's to look forward to when in when in the movies when mm-hmm. we have like Tenet and Wonder Woman 1984 yeah. and stuff like that coming out. But um, yep. looking forward to things opening up. Uh, I think I might watch uh, Aquaman or Man of Steel and <laughs> nice. maybe Battlestar Galactica too. Thanks for <laughs> <me about that. laughs> so I, uh, if you if you're listening to right now, email me um, at Brian at InfamousPodcast.com. I need a new show to watch. Uh, I just finished everything available for Vikings and I'm, I have no idea. I want to watch something new that I haven't seen before. So, um, ideas are welcome. Have you seen kingdom? No, maybe I'll watch. Oh, maybe I'll watch the, um, the Netflix one with about King Alfred next, the last kingdom, the last kingdom. I've heard, I started that. Uh, I might, I might, I need to finish that. Yeah. I might be, maybe I'll start that, but I still need ideas, uh, for, for stuff to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch Pat Oswalt's new stand-up special too. So on Netflix. All right. Well, on that note, we will see you guys next week. Talk to you later. See ya. Stay safe. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at infamouspodcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later.